<laughs> Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast, everybody. We in the building with my boy Jay Cerrone, professional writer, ghost writer, all things above. Yeah. And yeah. You don't know what a ghost writer is outside of rap. Isn't so it like, oh, I thought one. it was like like scary story nah. or shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the corniest. corniest I got a chuckle. It's nah. all right. I get one, if I get one, yeah, I'm Because it was his dad joke, right? <laughs> My son here, so I gave him a laugh. Okay, okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Trash. Anyway, uh, Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from, what it is that you do, and uh, we're gonna get into your whole your whole shtick for that. Um, Jay Cerrone, you know, I was born here, Philly, Pennsylvania Hospital to be exact. Came up here, Chicago, New York, all over, you know. Um, and I write books, have a publishing company, Paper Chase Publications, have several books out. I uh, write books, publish books, help other people write books, mentor people on that, help them start their own publishing companies. Mm-hmm. Do a couple other things, but you know that's the long and short of it. Appreciate y'all having me on the show. On, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my guy. We've been been locked in for like almost ten years now. Yeah, you know, yeah. doing a lot of shit. I used to do a lot of shit myself. So, still yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, bro. I got like seven jobs. I ain't gonna hold you. You always thinking of new shit to do uh, as well. You gotta keep moving. But uh, in that in that sense, like, what uh, what got you into writing? Like, was that was that what you grew up doing? Like, what'd you go to school for? I know you kind of was like, well, yeah, I always been uh, had that creative. You know, entrepreneurial spirit. My my father's like that. You know, my father used to have a uh, father was a DJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had regular jobs too, but he used to have a recording studio down Germantown in Johnson when I was a kid in the eighties. That's so, what's up. Um, he used to. So I grew up in the studio for the most part up until like he closed that down like in the early nineties. But um, so I grew up around that creativity and and, and all of that. So. I was always on that type of time and then like, you know, as far as doing things for money, as far as using creativity and make t-shirts and sell those and do all type of creative stuff to, to get money when I was a kid, you know what I mean? So as far as, you know, writing, just these things you would do in, in, in grade school to, for projects. And there was just, I think it was something that I always was just like, had a knack for, I guess you could say. I so you was a dude. If I had a project due, I could send you. I could send you my book report. Or no, I wasn't no nerd. No, I wasn't no nerd. Never that. To no, I was never doing nobody else's work. Right. No, that's funny. Never that. Never that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was just. No, I'm just saying. Like, if I if some if I had to do my own work, yeah, I was going and, and it had something to do with creativity or writing or something. I would I I would do pretty well at it. Gotcha. You know in the younger grades, then when it came time to, you know, teenage years, then I might I might have uh, certain things that I wasn't as good at, but writing, I was always still, it always came easily to me. Did somebody ever pull you to the side like, yo, I think you got like a gift as far as writing is concerned. I think you should pursue this. Or you just kind of was like, oh, this no. is something I like. I'm just going to keep doing it. No, what I will say is this. I had a situation when I was a teenager, um, when I was a, Probably when I was like 14, 15, and uh, with a with a with a a, a young lady. Mm. Um, that it I, always starts with a girl, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and my father told me he was like, "Look, uh, sometimes you uh, can't 
it's, it's more difficult to talk to people without them interrupting you and you need to get it off. So why don't you just write a letter? Mm. So I wrote her like a letter because it was a deep situation. I, you know, I shot the club up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to put something on me. You know what I mean? Okay. So I wrote her a letter <laughs> and that's when I realized, oh, I get my words out better in writing than I do verbally. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's basically what happened with that. That's when I realized that, that I'm, it's easier for me to express myself on the paper. You the missed the whole opportunity, bro. Cause you know how many dudes I know growing up they have no romantic creativity, nothing about them. You could have been like the high school hallmark, basically. Writing cards, bro. You like this girl? Listen, man, she part of the drama club. Well, that was so. the that was the breakup letter, actually, for real, for real. Oh it damn! Was- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cold. No, you know, what? Like, and if you're really good at putting words together, put it on a piece of paper, break up, and they go and not even feel sad. They nah. probably go up and like, you know, he has a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a complicated. I was just trying to give the the, the concise version, but it was a complicated, complicated situation for, mm. real, for real. That was a complicated situation. You know what I'm saying what the like fucking bug that keeps fucking fucking with me. Kill yeah. it. <laughs> I'm going to slap this in the eye. Fight, bro. You, you want to get interviewed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dead ass. Uh, so after you figured that out. Uh, you know, you said you had an entrepreneurial spirit growing up. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay, I can, I can write, I can do this. Um, how did you, how did you channel that? Like, when was, when was your first, when was your first book, like legit project? Did, did you work on something when you were younger, or did it not come until you? Yeah. Later? So what I did was, um, I was, you know, I, I wild, I was wilding when I was a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Like so all of us. Around that same George. time, you know, I got the boot. You know I mean? Cause my, I, I think my father was trying to. Part of that situation was trying to him trying to steer me back onto, you know, being able to continue the f- situation with the, them. <laughs> all that that didn't quite work out. So then, but a couple years later, I had chilled back out and yeah. graduated high school and all of that. So then I was like, you know, I had a wild teenage years and all of that. So let me put this in. And writing. So I wrote my first book when I was like 19, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I wanted to start start my publishing company. But I kind of like experienced some hate and discouragement, let me say. I experienced some discouragement from some people close to me. Shocker. Always going to happen. Shocker. Right, right. Um, some people I, that were close to me, I think they, they were didn't want me to put out some of the stuff because they were like, people close to us are going to know, even though you changed the names, that this is about us. Yeah. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Or this is about you and this is about us or okay. your, you know, people around us. So you so, had like a best man situation. <laughs> right, right, yup. Yeah. Exactly, uh, exactly. Um, that's a black movie, Georgie. <laughs> saw that. It's all good. Well, I'm wide open. Wow. That's what you're doing? Yeah. I'm glad Jay don't got the headphones on. Yeah. Somebody's going to hear it. I'm nut. So you guys about Sound to- bites? Yeah. So now I'm with the headphones. He's a fucking head <laughs> uh, So you was about to air the family shit out and it was I, like- it was, No, I was airing my personal stuff out. Okay. You know what I mean? But, you know, um, I grew, grew up from a, a specific age, you know, like in a kind of strict religion. Yeah. So, you know, they didn't want- Certain things. It was embarrassing to you know people don't sometimes 
Sometimes you know when people like close a chapter on a previous version they like they don't they want to act like other never, stuff never, never happened, yeah. right? Um, so basically, that was just kind of like my personal therapy to to put that st- to just like you know just get it out there, kind of like you know, journaling, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then I thought that like you know certain people might be able to learn from my mistakes instead of their own. And the so, idea that you can connect with somebody that thinks that their situation is one of a kind, right? Exactly. And then they'll read your story and be like, oh, you know, this exactly. is how we handle yeah, it. Like Good I'm thing it's not it. just me. I thought it was just me. Yeah. Right. Because when you're going through hard times, you feel that isolation. Right. So to, to you know, read something that somebody else went through, it, it helps them out. Exactly. That's yeah. real. Exactly. So, I, so then I wound up never doing anything with it. I was just, you know, living, you know, I just put it in a tuck. You know what I mean? Just was working corporate and all of that. Wind up uh, going through the motions, got married, had a child, you know what I mean? Like all of that. And then things started developing. And then, you know, I wound up like backsliding a few years later, <laughs> like because of financial pressures and all that yeah. other stuff. And then wind up getting into legal stuff in now my late 20s. Right. You know what I mean? Stuff that I never thought I would deal with because I had went through that already and didn't even get pickled with the law right. as a teen. Right. See, see what right. I'm saying? It was crazy. So um, then in my late 20s, um, my mm-hmm. whole outlook and my whole circumstance was different because now, now I have more responsibilities than I had when I was younger. And now things are different. So now I'm like, you know what? Now I'm going to do this. Now I have uh, more responsibilities, and now so that that's when I started my uh, my publishing company and put out, wrote a different book, put out uh, put out that book, then I put out. What book was that? Well, so the first book I actually put out that I that was a legal life of North Philly story. Okay. And uh, and then a couple years later, I put out the book that I actually wrote when I was nineteen. Uh, which was the prodigal son? Um, wow! So you wrote the prodigal son when you was nineteen. I did. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I didn't put it. I didn't put it out to what? Two thousand eighteen, I think. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Tell the people what your publishing company's called, because I'm kind of curious where you got the where you got the name from. Paper Chase Publications. Yes, sir. The, How'd you come up with that? It's just kind of like off the it's cuff. It's kind of like a double entendre type thing. Okay. You know? So like. Books of paper, paper chased, you know. And the crazy part now, my outlook is a little bit different. I'm, a, I've never really admitted this publicly. I, I'm not going to hold you. I never admitted this publicly. Now that I started a company over ten years ago, mm-hmm. so I do believe, or excuse me, I, you're making me law, nervous. Law of so attraction you know. resonates with me more now than it did back then. Okay. So I likely would not have named it Paper Chase if I thought differently. See now, because there's people, even lawyers and stuff like that, who talk to me and they're like, "Paper Chase, you know that's a movie about legal stuff." And yeah, have you ever seen it? And da 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 da. And it's then because it's a big movie from the '80s called The Paper Chase about lawyers and attorneys. I never heard of it. Yeah, but you know, to be to keep it real, like I likely would not have named it Paper Chase, but it's tatted on me now. I I never even thought of another name because I named it Paper Chase. (laughs) It is what it is. It's tatted on me for life. Right. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that's why I named it that because it's like books are written on paper. Mm-hmm. 
money is paper, and I'm chasing the paper. Through the paper. You know, when I was a young boy, I was, <laughs> you know, I mean? in the streets chasing the paper. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. But at the same, but, you know, it happened for, I did it for a reason. I don't regret it. You right. know what I mean? Right. But it is more of a thing where it's like, I don't want to be, um, because I've never really been a materialistic person. You, know, you need money. Like, uh, and I'm not religious, but even the Bible says money is for protection. Right. You know, you, we all need money. We live in a capitalistic society. You feel however you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> See his face? I'm just thinking about all his Instagram posts as he's saying this and I'm looking at his face. Bro. <laughs> it's funny as shit. <laughs> Man. Yeah. He has some comments in his right. head that he's like, yeah, fucking yeah. America. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it is what it is. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah, that's funny as shit. So I, I want to talk a little bit about, before we go too far into like the whole like nooks and crannies of the you know publishing game, mm-hmm. like so many people I know like are artists, rappers, whatever, and they're always talking about like writer's block. And I was know, actually like, gonna bring that up. That's oh, well, crazy. then go ahead and ask the question. No, fucking you started it. Okay. <laughs> George be hating on me, bro. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't like y'all be hating on Batman, but it's all good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk to me about like your process. Like when you about to write a, when you about to work on a project, whether it's for yourself or somebody else, do you gotta like, like candles, take a shit for like an hour and a half. Like, what? what how, how are you? How are you prepping yourself on game day? Um, for the actual process of writing. Okay. Um, I already know you got to roll up, so you... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's step one. I don't All know right. what you're talking. About. <laughs> we talking paper, right? right. Yeah. Roll up a couple books to read. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There you go. Um. Yes, you know, like I do have a process. Uh, a lot of times, uh, writing early in the morning or late at night mm-hmm. is uh, is more productive for me before the phone. Because I'm not, especially since me and his mom ain't been together, I I don't turn my phone off. Okay. Or on airplane mode, I just don't do right. it. Since or do son, not disturb. Yes, yeah, right, I, mean. I don't do that. Since my son doesn't live in the house with me all the time anymore, I never turn my yeah. phone off. Um, so me not getting disturbed uh, while I'm writing is easier for me to do so early, early. I'm talking like before six in the morning, the earlier the better. Like there's times I get up at 3.30, but I actually have a schedule in my phone to write before six. I don't uh-huh. always do it. You know what I mean? Is this a scheduling thing? Like you you schedule this time out? I do. I write? don't always stick to it, but when I do, my, when I'm most consistent and most productive, I stick to it. Okay. Um, and then later at night. Um, but yeah, as far as, uh, yeah, I had, you sit in my office, sit at my desk, and uh, often I listen to music while I'm doing it, especially the, uh, music that's based on the mood of what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have a, if I'm doing a story, like I'm working on su- the sequel to Suicide Tuesday right now, and mm-hmm. it's, excuse me, based in 2015. Um, so, and I co- incorporate music, like I'll shout out certain music in my books. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'll listen to music from a time frame. Yeah. While I'm, writing that, you know what I mean? Because it's puts you in like that mindset. Yeah. yeah. And if, even if I'm not uh, quoting or shouting out certain music, I just listen to music of that mood. 
or if I'm listening to, uh, excuse me, if I'm writing a book that's of a of certain period, um, I'll or I'll uh, listen to music from that period. Of uh, excuse me, if I'm writing a book that's in a certain period, I'll listen yeah. to music from that period. Yeah. So like if I'm writing a book that's, uh, let's see, if I'm writing a like for instance, Prodigal Son, it was a book that took place during the eight, the eighties and nineties. So depending on what part, what particular time frame I was I was writing about, I would listen to eighties music. I would listen to nineties music. You know what I mean? Because it gets me in that mood. Like they say, mood music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if I'm going off a of memory or this, that, and the third, it just. And now sometimes I I just need silence. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of times it it just helps and. Yeah. Yeah, I might smoke cigars or, you know, whatever. How often do, would you say, I mean, I guess this is a tough thing to, to answer because it's so circumstantial, but uh, is writer's block something that you struggle with regularly or is it just, you don't really? It, it really isn't. Is uh, our really oh, special. No, no. no, no. Like, I actually <laughs> don't know what the term means. <laughs> no, see, see. Um, because it's such a spoken about thing. Right, especially when well, obviously writers across right? the board. Yeah. yeah, it's like you hear it all the time. It's just like people they start something and then they they, they stop. And sometimes I hear about people they can't pick it up for months because yeah. it's just they don't know how to move forward from that. You know yeah. what I mean? I I find that when I um I find that I don't have much as much of an issue with getting blocked as I have with, when I do struggle, it's with starting. Okay. Mm. So, or or getting distracted because of other things that are going on or my other business, you know what I mean? And that's why I said, <laughs> or my phone going off or my other phone going off, you know what I mean? Yeah. And getting distracted. When I get in the groove, see, because what I do is I outline my entire book before I even start writing it. So what I do, and this is what I've, uh, encourage other people to do, whether it be my son or my clients or whatever, is like, for instance, I get an idea. I've been doing this for since long before I even started my company. I get an idea. I'll text it to myself. This is before smartphones, before we had memo pads in the phone. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. text it to myself if I was out, right? And then when I would get home, I would write, you know, write it down, mm -hmm. like uh, the synopsis of what my idea was, right? Okay, boom story about such and such that I have like a bunch, I have dozens of ideas of books that I could write mm -hmm. and plan on writing at some point. And so then when I get a chance, I'll sit down and flesh out the entire synopsis. Then when I'm ready, I'll flesh out chapter by chapter, a couple sentences mm -hmm. of what I want in each chapter. And then when I'm ready to flesh that out more, I'll do chapter by chapter, several sentences for what's going to be in each chapter as an outline. It's not like a school outline. Yeah, it's yeah. an outline for me. Then I flesh out paragraph of each chapter, whatever, what's going to be in each chapter mm -hmm. of that story. So you basically building a map for yourself. Exactly. So then when I go back, all it's going to bring back to memory every, everything that's going to be in that book chapter by chapter. And I can literally make it so it's like, a whole page worth of it's like a it's like a a breakdown of a paragraph, probably a couple paragraphs for each chapter 
of the entire book. So why, why did, and I was just telling, uh, telling my show the other day, there's really no excuse once I'm finished that for each book that I don't just finish the whole book. Yeah, you've done so like, much. That's my fault for if it. I'm not done. Yeah. yeah, like by the time I finish that, I just got to sit down and do the whole thing. On average, if you had to put a number on it, like a time, with the prep including. How how much time do you think it would take you to write a book? It on should really only take me ninety days. Ninety days. It really should. Seriously? It really should. It take people like their whole lives to write yeah. books. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, I've been working on this for six years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, it, it like for instance, the first Suicide Tuesday, but I put that in two thousand eighteen, I think eighteen or nineteen. So I came up with that idea when my aunt died in two thousand fifteen. No, for, yeah, two, no, she died in 2014. I came up with the idea. I'm sitting in, I lived in Abu Dhabi when we, you know, that was around the time we met. I put, uh, I'm in, sitting in, the, in, in my truck in Abu Dhabi, come up with the idea. I'm in my phone doing research on Mali. For some reason, for for work. Well, there's a reason why I'm doing research. I'm like, hmm, something got to be wrong with this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing research on it. My aunt had died of cancer, 51. I was devastated. I'm saying, like, I was going through some personal relationship issues. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, something got to be wrong with this with this drug. You know what I mean? So. And that's why in the introduction, I'm like, be careful what you put in your body just because it feel good don't mean it's good for you, right? It took me like four years to, to uh, like I did the outline or after I did this research, I was up for like hours and hours and hours. And, and I'm up for hours and hours. I'm doing the research. <laughs> I'm smoking. I'm doing research. I'm like, huh. <laughs> so then I do the outline probably like a month later, right? It took me like four years to sit down and actually write it. Mm. I wrote it in a few months. But it took me years to actually sit down and write this joint. I had a lot of stuff going on. Like yeah. Separation, divorce, custody, that all this. Yeah. It took me years, but when I sat down and wrote it, I wrote it. Right. Now, it's the same thing with the sequel. You know what I'm saying? But the crazy part is, it's like, it's like the, the, but everything happens. For, it's like sometimes it's timing. I think I, I made a post, a video about this a few years ago. It's like a baby, right? Mm. Like, if you don't conceive a child that exact moment, it won't be the same child. 100%. I was just telling George that the other day. He didn't know that. I didn't know how, I didn't know how babies were born. No, but real rap. Like, you could conceive a child... With the same person five minutes later, mm -hmm. like if you shot the club up five minutes later, <laughs> it would be a totally yeah. different child. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally different child. Might be a great child. You know what I mean? But it's going to be a different yeah. child. Yeah. So it's like you can press yourself and be, oh, I should have been finished this book. I should have been finished this album. I should have been finished this painting. You know what I mean? Maybe you should have, but it's going to be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Man, don't that's real. Don't press yourself, you know, like, yeah, you should press, especially if you make bread off this. Like, this is what you do for a living. You should hold yourself accountable. Put yourself on a schedule right when you write. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Inspiration comes when it comes. You know, put you, you know, you need to have parameters. You need to hold yourself accountable. 
But at the same time, it's like, you know, it is your baby, though. It takes time. Yeah, it takes time. And if you, you know, if you need to take care of certain other responsibilities and your mental health and this, that, and the third and your physical health and, and your actual physical children, if you have them, you know what I mean? Or your relationship or whatever you have going on, do that as long as you're able to pay your bills and all that other stuff. Like, do what you need to do because when it comes out, people love Suicide Tuesday from the feedback I've received. So, Hopefully they'll love Suicide Tuesday too when it drops. Yeah, to that point, I don't think I've bought I've bought other people his books, and I've never met anybody who didn't like it. Like I had somebody who's like, "Yo, I tried to read the whole damn thing on the plane." So (laughs) it's like, shout out to you, kudos to you and your abilities. It's what I want (laughs) to like shout out is the um, outlining, like right? You 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 put it on paper, the plan, right? And then speaking on the amount of time that it takes because this guy's such a (laughs) Philly. Shit. All right. Well, thank you for coming to the Man Cave Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I never used to do that shit. Like, mm-hmm. right. And so this fuck this podcast and the one that taught me how to do it was this dickhead across from me right here. Oh, because he, he knew too, how George. to put his thoughts on paper. Right. right. And then create a plan, uh, a goal, a time frame, and then how to execute those steps to get to that. Right. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. I, I ne- not that I didn't know how to do it. I just never fucking did it, right? Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm like, I have an idea. I'm just going to fucking start, right. right? But that's not the way of doing shit. And I feel like with the day and age that we live in, right? Because there's so much opportunity. The internet is infinite. Everybody yeah. says, I'm just going to fucking start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way of doing shit. You, if you're going to fucking start, you have to have a plan. Right. What they say, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. Right there. Because realistically... To your point, like if you don't have that skeleton and you start, you don't know where you're going. Right. Like you can do the outline, you can just start, yep. and then you get in the middle. I'm like, damn, like what happens next? Like, what do I write next? Or what do, what what part of the body do I paint or draw now? And you have no idea because you didn't plan it out. And now you gotta put it down. You come back to it. Maybe you don't, like you right. done lost your whole rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it I, makes it easy to pick back up if you do get sidetrack for you because life happens yeah real rap and it's crazy because like now like obviously once you start something right people close to you also wants to start stuff that's just how it works (laughs) um what you throwing shade Uh, (laughs) i mean you have experienced it how many times people hit you up yo i want to start a podcast everybody i know is a realtor right now so (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) uh and every time i'm like all right and then now i start spewing that's give yourself a goal give yourself a time frame and then write down how you plan on executing it. That's the only thing that I can tell you. And if you don't plan, if you don't even want to do that, you probably ain't that serious about even doing it in the first place. So, and you know, remember we were talking about like the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. I think that plays a part in it because George and I were basically saying like, and he was talking about doing like stand up and going into like the comedy scene. And he was like, yo, I don't even like want to sign up for these classes or whatever that I had sent him. He was like, because I think. And then on the episode we talked about, and he was like, people like to be able to play around with the idea of doing something, you know, because then it's like, oh, it's always a possibility. But then as soon as you start taking steps towards it, it's like, fuck, like, am I going to be good enough? Can I even do it? Do I even know how to do it? Mm -hmm. And it's just all this bullshit that goes into it. So not to be in your 
your personal business and so as far as finances and all that shit is concerned. How much but, money you got? No, I'm just kidding. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would never ask nobody that. I mean, unless he's going to give me I'm some. Broke, baby. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, like... I, like I imagine that the writing world is not like a lucrative kind of business, mm-hmm. like early on at least, until mm-hmm. you know you're like the Jordan Peele and all that. You know, you got mm-hmm. a name to yourself. Like, um, what what did you do? I guess as far as like um, income is concerned, or if you can even talk, like how did you keep yourself afloat? Above like, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because it's like so many people want to like, you know, they want to go into the world of, you know, creative arts and all of that mm-hmm. type of shit. Like, you know, they want to they want to pursue their dreams like you did and turn it into something. But a lot of that shit don't be profitable in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? It's like a deterrent. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest thing, I think, I mean, it's not the biggest, but a part of it is like you have to go into it for the passion. Like you can't be going into it for a financial. Is it? Is, yeah. that, is that why you did it for the passion? Or because you saw that you can make a lot of money doing this shit, writing books. I robbed niggas. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna never get him back now. New Jay has entered the chat. <laughs> it's a different man, yeah, right? No, so, no, no, but for real, like, so. Chaps, they go. We got. Yeah, look, uh, look, everybody, leave yeah. it. Frank, look, Frank White then entered the building, ladies and gentlemen. No, Jesus. but for real, like, long. I mean, like I said, I wasn't. Uh, I was almost 30 when I started this, right? Yeah. Uh, he was he was a, a little, he was a toddler. I came out of a situation where I had a legal situation, but I worked corporate for a long time. You see what I'm saying? Um, I had, a, I'm on live, fortunately, ain't too many people watching. But, hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, you said you left. See, I said this on live, I forgot. But no, like I had a situation, I had gone through legal stuff, corporate stuff, I had to, go through something with the corporate because of the legal situation that was going on when the corporate was going on. So basically, um, I had to recoup some- I almost co- spit this fire. <laughs> I had to recoup, recoup some corporate stuff right. um, based on what had happened legally. It was just a, a big thing. Um, it was a big thing, but I used <laughs> resources to start my business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right to hold down my familial responsibilities and to start my business so that I was able to support myself, my family, and do what I needed to do. It's but yeah, it's strategic planning. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't just um it doesn't it doesn't just come out you don't just come out the gate um making bread. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like um off of that, you got to grind though. Like, because you have to create that worth. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Ain't nobody yeah. gonna trust that. Your yes, hustle is good. Yeah. Yeah. Your hustle matches your, your income matches your hustle. So basically, um, what I will say is this: um, back then and now, um, the face-to-face vending has outpaced. The online sales. Seriously? Yes. For real? I would have never That's surprising as hell. I would have never thought that. Yes. I mean, now, that's my... I'm not saying that's everybody's experience. Why why do you think that is for your experience? I think because of the generation I come from and my my personality and my... Now, this ain't just my personal experience, though, but 
as far as pe- people in my circle, okay, um, and people that I've mentored, um, you know, I had the, the kiosk. Well, that's Larry's vibrator, by the way. My that's my ra- my vibrator, <laughs> or is it your rose? I'm gonna leave that in there. Y'all have pockets. <laughs> George got a rose that he keep on him at all times. His, his wife got the the button at home, so see, Larry, he, you up. act like he act like he making shit up, but this is his story. It's not. You know I'm mean? literally telling everybody your business. Get the fuck out of here. No, but so so basically, like, um, you know, I was a young boy and doing things like you know, for, and I'm this is not even just like illegal stuff. Like I was saying, like when I was a kid, I can draw a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to go to the store get, you know, started off, like I said, I would get uh, your t-shirts, right? Get the the, the, the um, fabric uh, paint and the fabric markers and the fabric, all that stuff and draw stuff, designs, pictures. My pop had to tell me I couldn't do copyright in front of me because I would draw Bugs Bunny and all that stuff and <laughs> sell it. I was telling you that in like the yeah. 80s? <laughs> My man was rat. worried about copyright. Ahead like, of his time. He was smart though. Because yeah, he yeah. was like, if you get popping off of this, you're going to get sued. Yeah. 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 I popped told me this. Yeah. yeah. He was like, if you get popping off of this, you're going to get sued. Yeah. So he was like, make your own characters. That's smart. I'm like, but if nobody's going to want to buy my own, you got, he's like, you got to make them want to buy your own. Yeah. So then he was like, oh, he was like, or you could just, I'm good at drawing like, animals like realistic looking animals like draw so i would then i would go to the um to the my mom would take me to the craft store so i get paper or canvas or whatever and, and mat and frames and i would draw realistic and go door to door and sell those right yeah. so like i've been doing face-to-face sales since i was in single digits yeah you know what i'm saying so you was knocking on doors like jehovah's witnesses i was actually raised a jehovah's <laughs> witness since i was like 10. oh y'all shared that Word? Comment, yeah. yeah so Horrible. That, that's why we used to go down suburban station at three o'clock in the morning and 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 uh, preach to the homeless people before they kicked them out. Real rap, yeah. So so yeah. So that's I, I that's what I'm saying. Face to face sales is nothing to me. Yeah. Getting told no is nothing to me. Getting cussed out is nothing to me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's why face to face sales is nothing. Because they've been telling you going to hell since two. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's like, I don't care. I'm going to hell anyway. Like, just because I breathe wrong. Forty-four thousand or something like that. <laughs> yeah, this conversation we got to go somewhere else. totally different. This conversation. Yeah, let me get some patrol real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, so I'm just saying. But yeah, so I think the tenacity that comes from that. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't old. We wasn't always that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But once we did become that, and then like, okay, combine. If I can do that for that, and that for real. Let's keep it a bean. That's a publishing company. Yeah. Watch your Bible Tracks Society is a publishing company. Yeah, 100%. But when I, when we first became Jehovah's Witnesses, we in what, 1990, they were still, we were still asking people for 50 cents for, for watchtowers and 35 cents for wakes. Mm. Wow. At the door. Are you supposed to do that? Back then, yeah. To, oh, okay. That's what the, that was the method for the first couple of years okay. after we became, after I'll, my family became. Why are they giving me that shit for free then? No, they changed yeah, it out oh, a couple okay. of years later. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like the suggest, <laughs> it was a suggested donation. Okay. So like, let's keep it real. That was a publishing company. So, and I told my people they didn't really like it, but I was like, I'm doing what I was raised to do. Y'all can, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I was raised in a publishing company. <laughs> right. That's like, funny as shit. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible is mad violent, so you can say you don't like my books, but Facts. you know what I'm That's saying? True. I'm teaching lessons. You know what I mean? There's right. mad murder in the Old Testament. Real rap. There's rape, murder, yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sorry, you can 
what they say on YouTube, grape now. Yeah. Grape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grape. <laughs> well, it's like, we can't say nothing on this podcast anyway. So, oh, like, I mean, we shadow banned from day one. We chill. <laughs> but I saw, you know, like the first two minutes, you got chill with what you say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We I talked about I that. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, y'all didn't know that? Nah. Y'all don't watch I, enough YouTube. You just be making all. the YouTube videos. Y'all gotta watch them. You know, listen, I gotta do everything. Now I'm fucking editing Shut the, the videos. Fuck up, too, like... man, let's keep going before this guy starts <laughs> fucking making me mad. Ah, <laughs> shut the hell up. <clears throat> nah, I um I wanted nah, to talk I, to you um, about the uh the, the ghostwriting portion because uh, we didn't touch on that at all. How'd you get into that? Was it like people saw how good your books were and then they were just like, oh, so is that that's like really a good transition from the last question that you just asked, actually? Is it? Yeah, because um, <clears throat> it came, it, it's, it's a two-part, it came at partially from, okay, after I had a couple books out, I believe, people started asking. I didn't really, really wasn't trying to do it, but because of some things that was going on in my life at the time, as far as, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Needing some more bread to handle some <laughs> things that was going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it's like, okay, I could use a couple more dollars. Right. Um, so you just started prostituting yourself, basically. Pretty you much. <laughs> pretty much prostituting the pen. Right. Yeah, man. Yo, that's a fire t-shirt for you. Prostituting the pen. pen. Yeah. yeah what, I watched this. Uh, I used to watch this show. It's not on anymore called Peaky Blinders. You ever seen that? Yeah, of course. It's yeah. that work. Yeah. Know? Yeah, he said, uh, we're all prostitutes. We prostitute ourselves in different ways. That's true. You know what I'm yeah. But um, at the end of the day, the more books you have out, mm-hmm. the more credibility you have, especially if anybody vouches for them, That's you true. know what I'm saying, yeah. that you can do this. Yeah. Um, and so... That's a way... It's like... I view it like this, right? Like selling books for, you know... When I think when I first started selling my books, they were like illegal life was fifteen dollars. I was selling for ten dollars on the street. Mm. I viewed it as selling dimes, right? Oh, it's fifteen dollars you sell it for ten dollars on the street. Is this because you were trying to well, I guess well, did it did it like balance out because they were charging you for no, like uh, just oh, okay. No, okay. it was just that's the, it's Philly. That's okay. a North, North Philly story. That's my Philly price. Gotcha. That's the, gotcha. That's the local discount. I was selling them brought a hundred. I mean, I used to sell that fifty second market. Right. Brought a Snyder. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when I released, really you know I mean, when I was really dug in down brought a hundred park, and that would became my spot. It was you know I mean, I'm selling them for a dime. Okay. People get people people have ten dollars instead valid. of having to pull out ten and a five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's valid. Um, but um, I saw, I viewed I viewed the viewed it as okay I'm selling dimes out here, and then you know if I'm charging for ghostwriting that's selling weight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's selling weight. So um, it helped as far as the bread. You know what I mean. But that's really what got me into the ghostwriting. The fact because I didn't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I wanted to write for myself, but I just I I, I reluctantly just finally started doing. it. So people who are kind of like you and and want to do the ghostwriting thing, do you charge like per page or like what's the pay structure like? Because like say you write a no, book, you're supposed about, to charge per word. Oh shit! God damn! Just like you're supposed to edit, charge in editing per word. That's the industry standard. Because I'm about to say like if I if you write a book about my life, right, it's gonna blow up. Obviously, yeah, it's Larry. 
fuck. <laughs> Look, so you don't. That's not funny. Yeah. Snoring. You're a fucking hater, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you write a book about my life. It blows up, and now you didn't already charge your price up front. Wouldn't it make more sense to get like money paid off the res- like off the back end? Like it depends how the contract is. Okay, but for you, you say industry standard is per word. Industry standard for okay. So how it goes in writing and publishing is. So how I do it is this. I have two kinds. Con- well, I have a con- the contract is I charge you to write it, mm-hmm. right? And then if you want me to publish it, that's a whole separate contract. Okay. And then, you know, that's a whole separate contract. But if I just charge you to ghostwrite it. So ghostwriting is what ghostwriting really is, is I write it. You pay me to write it. Mm-hmm. And you do whatever you want with it, and my name is not on it. That's what that's the ghost part of it. Right. So there might be something that you read that the person who put it out name is on it, and you have no idea that Jay wrote it. That's right. the ghost part of it. Right. You know so when it comes to ghostwriting and that and exactly how you explained it, you're writing for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Now, are you writing it in your voice? Or are, do you have to adapt to the way that they want to? I have to adapt, but I can't help but write in my voice. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do my best to write. Um, it depends on the project. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, like, for instance, if, say, you want me to write something for you, you're going to have some, we're going to have consultations. Because like, you have to get an idea of what, of how I speak, right? How I, like, my train of thought. Right, so it depends what the story is. So if it's your life story, mm-hmm. that's going to be different. If it's a, a, just an idea a you have, yeah. right, we're going to sit down, um, whether it's in person, over Zoom, over the phone, I'm going to take my phone, record you, you're just going to talk to me, I'm going to ask you questions. And then later on, I'm going to sit down, make an outline, like I was talking yeah. about, and send it to you, get your approval, you're going to tell me what you want me to change. And then after a few sessions of that, until I get everything I need and you give me all your approval, edits, notes, whatever, I don't even need to talk to you after that. I'm just going to write everything and then send it back to you. And you're going to keep telling me what you need me to change, yeah. what, you, what you don't want me to change until it's over. Mm-hmm. And then once you, once you, uh, once that's done, once it's done, you take it and you do what you want with it. I'm done. Gotcha. Was it easy for you getting like your work published? Cause like I, I know so many people who talk about. Uh, but see, I'm not traditionally published. I have my own publishing company. You ha- that's right. You did say that. Oh shit! Damn. So I you don't have to take it to question. nobody yeah. to, to put I it mean, up I there. Have, I have. I pay editors. Yeah. Okay. See, so traditionally, being traditionally published by major publishing houses, um, see, that's a whole different situation because traditional publishing houses, you know, these big major publishing houses, they're like especially for the genre that I'm in or even other genres, especially for, and I I hate to do this, but they're not really friendly towards us. What? Us? Like men? Black people. Oh. Oh, black men. And honestly, honestly, if you, now you said men, even if you're black, if you're a black woman and you're going to some uh, feminist agenda or some, you know, oh, they're probably blowing your shit up. If you're on some feminist agenda, <laughs> if you're on some, you know, L, you know, yeah. alphabet agenda, you're gonna <laughs> be more likely to get a deal than, yeah. than a Bad. cisgender male. 
patriarch. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. we ain't getting they ain't giving you no shit unless you're famous. Oh, you know what I mean? Unless you're you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, as as a uh somebody who has their own publishing company, mm-hmm. do you have a bunch of people coming to you like, yo, I got a book and then you gotta go through it and I wouldn't make say the a bunch, but I, it happens on a on a pretty consistent basis. This is why I started the uh Years, well, probably five years ago, started my do for self mentoring program to help people start their own publishing company because uh-huh. I prefer not to publish other people's stuff because I didn't get into it for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So instead of keep telling people, no, I'm not publishing, no, I'm not accepting submissions, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, I like to help people, I like it to be mutually beneficial, especially people that look like me. So, boom, I hope you start your own. And I've helped, you know, a handful of people start their own publishing companies, put out their own books. Got a couple of people that put out their own books, started their own publishing company. A couple people with children. Well, yeah, a couple people with children with books. Um, a couple, one, one sister with uh, like health things. Mm-hmm. A couple people with other, you know, novels and stuff like that. So but do you think that's the best route for like entry, like not entry ownership, level, but like just. ownership is the move. Yeah. Publish your own book. I think ownership is the move. I think it's the same thing with music. Mm-hmm. You got to grind it out. You got to grind it out. But at the end of the day, if you if you're if you're consistent, I rather own all of something than. I mean, it, it depends on what 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 your end goal is, you know. Because if you're like, oh, you know, I would rather own one percent of of. Uh, of, of something $10 billion and a hundred percent of a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, then that's your thing. Mm-hmm. That's your twist. Uh, it's like the Dame Dash conversation with DJ Envy years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get fired from Paper Chase. Mm-hmm. I can't. Shit. I can't. Yeah. You can get fired from, uh, or you can get dropped from your label. You can. You can get shelved from your label. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I won't shelf myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? Now I might put my stuff on hold if I got something else going on, like if I'm doing some real estate stuff or some loan brokering stuff, so that I can put into what I'm doing at a bigger scale later because I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, so, do you collect your money up front for your ghostwriting? Um, for the most part, I might I, I'm, I might put somebody I might allow somebody on a payment plan. Oh, okay. You ever you know got saying? burnt doing that? It's been years. <laughs> He's learned. I got, oh yeah, yeah. I got, I got inside scoops. Yeah, so. you know. That's why like, he asked me that. I'm funny with spot. He asked me that because he noticed yeah. people in this city. There's people in this city that are, that are, that are people that people respect. Yeah. Wow. That have been in this city for decades doing, making major moves that mm. do concerts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That had burnt me. You know, you knew what you was doing, <laughs> dog. And I'm so glad he didn't ask for like, you know, the notes and talking points and shit. I'm like, all right, we'll put this on there. Yeah, you know, so we, know we, 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 we cool. We, we know we know each other. But he, he, he knew yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, there's people in this city that have tried that have, yeah, and they tried to they tried to bring the street boy out of me. They tried to get hands and feet put on him. <laughs> Say hands and feet, curse stomp for the for the book after the chapstick. Yeah, they, 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 they wanted to get me booked. Yo, that's funny as shit. 
Like, yeah, for all y'all listening, then that's a clear direction for you. Like, get your money as much as you can up front yeah. before you start putting. Because at that point, they already got the work. Like, oh, no, they, they ain't no work from there. Oh, oh, shit. Like, you know, the one you, that I, I think the, we talked about years uh, ago. Uh, yeah, refresh. Whatever happened with such and such, New Line Cinema talking this, then, okay, well, I ain't get no check yet. Right. Fuck, I look what like you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I said I'm I'm two thirds of the way done with this joint. Right, it's still in it's still on my flash drive. Right, to this day. Right, you'll never see that joint. <laughs> Larry, dog. know what he doing? You will my never see that joint, and neither will New Line Cinema. My Larry, dude. type that shit. I be at the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional gaslighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like New Line Cinema will never see that joint. Neither will you. Damn. You know what I'm saying? They could have like the next Friday or some shit and don't even know it. Nobody will ever see that joint. Uh, you could just take it. Shit, it's yours at this point. And that's the, that's the funny part. Like there's a couple, you know, there's a couple people and that's the thing. Like, and it, it's funny because, you know, I hear these stories about people, these people that have blown up that was blackballed in the industry. Like even not like a 50, I ain't even gonna speak on 50. There's people that have been blackballed uh, in the industry or whatever, you know, like or whatever, and they've blown up or whatever. Like, you know, the like whatever. And <laughs> I just know that some based on my personal experiences now, uh, that some of this stuff is obviously true. Yeah. Some of this stuff is obviously true. He would be super, super shysty. Super shysty. Now, some of these people, now I see some of these people, for instance, in our city are not where they could be, they they might be have more clout than I do. Cause they rats. Because they, yeah, they crabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they crabs. Do. You know what I'm saying? I should have put blood in your mouth the last time I seen you. You're only gonna get so far pulling all right. the motherfuckers down. Right. Yeah. You a crab nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I might, but I but I can look myself in the mirror. Right. And at least I'm not, you know what I mean? And I and I and I got self-control. You know what I'm saying? And I and I and I know the type of dude I am. I know the type of father I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know the type of business I do. Like the boy La Russell, that um, you know who the boy is that, I don't know who that, that is. um that independent rap boy. I just posted him the story. He said, uh, they always say his business never personal, but it's personal because I can't do business that way because oh, of yeah, my yeah. personality. Okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, it's like I just, I just don't, I don't agree with how certain people move. That's real shit. And I just have to say, I love the way you talk. Like you're so animated. You use your hands banging <laughs> on the table every thirty seconds. George is gonna have to edit the shit. Out. Not editing you're shit. Not That's all I'm saying in here. Motherfuckers <laughs> gonna be driving in their car. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> I made it a point not to point it out to nobody at this point because I'm like, after the first bang, I knew he was like, yes, I did. No, 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 no I'm glad. Shit, I'm glad. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't think they're hitting potholes. The whole <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dead ass. Yo, did you ever think about like writing a story about your life? You got some kind of like, you got Not re- story I mean, to kind of. And it's one of the thing about me is like, I'm such a fan of movies mm. that if you I were to do something, uh, it would be in a movie format. I do scripts too. Yeah. Just by the way. By and, the way. <clears throat> I have a couple a shameless ideas. plug. Yeah. yeah man. But I have a couple ideas that I've, you know, thrown in my head about mm. shit like that for sure. Yeah. Like, but what, how you lost your virginity? Yeah, to you. 
What? Pause. Wow. Now we getting into the real signing out. Wow. The man cave. Signing out. I didn't know it was that type wow. of man let's, let's cave. Let's, let's tell them why it's called the man cave. This ain't that type of man cave. This ain't that type of man cave. This ain't that type of man cave. Did your fiance know you rock like this? This ain't that type of man cave, bro. Sheesh. This ain't that type of man cave. You're a whore. That's why you, that's, you that's made why me this way. Wow. You're just going to go crazy at the end of the fucking episode, huh? I was real, like, compressed the you whole time. That? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was wound up. Are you buried? Huh? Sheesh. Yeah, 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 that's why I can say this shit. No one's going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's a psycho. Do you remember Governor McGreevy? Governor McGreevy. Was in that? Jersey, that was like oh, 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, the boy oh, that got oh, caught. Yeah. <laughs> that got caught yeah. getting duped. Yeah. <laughs> that, nah, that's kind of crazy. There's actually a lot of politicians would be doing that wild ass shit. Like, yeah, I don't think they got to the levels they at. What's his name? Yeah, for sure. uh, Matt Gates was on trial for like sex trafficking. Is that, is that his name, Matt Gates? I don't know. The little weirdo He's looking. pictures from that Michael Rubin old white boy look kind of suspect too. Oh. Listen, I don't know about that. I wasn't invited like uh, yeah, like I Stephen A. Smith. So uh, I wasn't invited like Stephen A. Smith. So hey, listen, whatever they do is what is on them. But listen, if we can have a party, you know, George. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't want I, <laughs> in cases get see. I don't, I don't want to be involved in the in them in them circles. I ain't want to. I ain't trying to get y'all podcast blackballed in them circles. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can edit that out if y'all want to. Because I know a lot of them people that, you know what I mean? My but, fault. Listen, it's all good. We <laughs> just here for a good time. Like certain kinds of good times. Right. right. Like, <laughs> it's the type of shit that George be into. I don't but know what nah. you talking about. But nah, listen. I'm just know. saying what you told me to say earlier today. <laughs> Is that you right? You texted me, said, yo, around this point of the podcast, say this, this, and that. What was I'm that? saying it. What was, I just what said was it. it that I said? I just said it. George, everybody. And since you paid me, I got to say what you tell me. If you know anybody I mean? has ever watched. You tried me any, too, you, bro. Oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> like, the the wildest shit. You know, it's actually, it's probably more. I don't even want to do this. Yeah, I'm actually just going to stop myself right there. I'm not even going. I, I don't got to defend myself. If you're going to be on some wild pause shit. I don't know what you're talking about. That's on you, bro. I really don't know what you're talking about. Listen. You got a wife and, and family. Because everything that I said will be cut out, and then we're just going to jump to this. And yeah, people, he's the editor. People that's why he's the People are like, why is Larry saying this? <laughs> it's kind of a weird jump. Yeah, you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, you're a piece of shit. I don't even appreciate our friendship. Uh, if we <laughs> had one. If we had one. Yo, you got any events coming up? Anything? you? What you what's the next big thing you're working on? Um, Suicide Tuesday. Suicide Tuesday. Yeah, two. Sequel, yeah. And then... Um, Finally going to finish up the, uh, I've been off and on with this joint, but I'm finally going to finish up the Jewels for Your Crown book, which is a book that I had started years ago um, for him, okay. my son. Well, it's, it's for him, inspired for for him, but it'll be for like any younger guy, younger boy. Is it like the man? Black Lion King type of No, thing? no, it's not a Black Lion King. It's more <laughs> of like, a. Um, it was inspired by like when I was going through like a, you know, the whole custody yeah. thing. And like, honestly, it was more inspired by thinking I might not live to see him again. So I wanted to basically ah, sure. give him all types of jewels, jewels and for, wisdom yeah. for like growing up as a young boy. That's dope. You know, so, um, and it's, it, the reason why I didn't finish it yet, cause it was always a bunch of stuff coming up and it's like, I had to change, pivot and this, that and the third. And 
stuff would come up and hit in my life. And then when I got him back, like his life and all I need to teach him, that is a teaching. Like basically all types of, it was like I would just write down stuff like, oh, he needs to know this, he needs to know that, he needs to know this, he needs to know, oh, this is going on in the world, he needs to know this, he needs to know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I, I- Well, if you take that mindset, that book ain't gonna never be fucking finished because yeah. you get ready to go into another presidential election. Who the fuck <laughs> know coming out of this joint? Yeah, like, but listen, the thing is like- Slavery's back along. So. Right, but he about to be 15 now, so it's like he going into high school, so it's like- That's a whole I, different Kind of like, I, sure. I kind of like, I think I- I know I know the best way that I can go with it now. It's the type of joint that I want him to be able to read in him and like any other young boys yeah. to be able to read and reread and get something different out of it as they get older. For sure. Where can the people find you if they want to read the book or if they want to hire you for ghostwriting, publishing, whatever? Uh, they can uh, find me at at Paper Chase Publications on IG. Yeah. Paper Chase Publications on Facebook. Paperchasepublications.com on the World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah, man, I got free uh, previews of the books that I have available. Um, e-books, paperback books. Got a hardcover book for uh, one of the titles. Holla at me. Um, my toll-free number is 888-399-0365. Um, Hello ways to contact this guy. Right. I've been in business over a decade. Holla at me. I know. You threw out a Facebook. Nowhere. <laughs> Funny <as shit. laughs> Yo, but thanks for coming to the Man Cave Podcast. My guy. Zora just been real. <laughs> you already knew. You already knew. After the fucking fifth time, I'm going to shake this guy's hand. I'm never yeah. doing it again. Piece of shit. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace. Fuck you. Man.